0: My name is Miriam Marston, and it's a joy to be with you each week as we take a closer look at how God is at work in so many different ways to open up hearts to a journey of conversion and discipleship. My guest this week, Deanne Miller, brings yet another important perspective to the conversation around evangelization. Deanne is the co-founder of an apostolate called SoulCore. SoulCore and it seeks to integrate the prayers of the rosary with core strengthening, stretching, and functional movements to nourish body and soul and encourage a deeper reflection on the virtues. Now, in our conversation, you'll hear Deanne describe some of the challenges and sufferings she had to face and how all of that ultimately helped to lead her to a much deeper understanding and appreciation for how the body and soul are truly connected. So yes, her own journey went through some pretty low and difficult moments, but she also touches on this idea that we can never dig ourselves so deep that we're beyond the reach of God's love and mercy and goodness. And this prompted me to consider um, really the steadfast love and goodness of God, that He will work through others, through our circumstances, whatever is available for Him to use so that He can reorder our lives, refashion our hearts, and ultimately draw us ever deeper into a life-giving friendship with Him. To help us ponder this beautiful reality of God's boundless and everlasting goodness, I'll share a song by Andrew Peterson called Always Good, and then we'll dive into my conversation with Deanne Miller of SoulCore.
2: Do you remember how Mary was grieving? How you wept and she fell at your feet? If it's true that you know what I'm feeling... Could it be that you're weeping with me? Always good Well it's so hard to know What you're doing So why won't you tell it all plain But you said you'd come back On the third day And Peter missed it again and again So maybe the answer surrounds us your intentions for us are still good cause you laid down your life and you suffered like I
0: I'm joined by Deanne Miller, who is the co-founder of SoulCore, a Catholic fitness apostolate focused on the integration of soul and body. Deanne is married, and she and her husband have four young adult children. Deanne, welcome to the show. How are you today? Hello, Miriam. I am so delighted to be here with you. Well, Deanne, before we um, talk about the apostolate, I wanted to touch a little bit on your own background. Uh, First of all, where did you grow up? And could you give us a snapshot of your connection to the church or a life of faith? What did that look like growing up? Oh, thank you for asking. I I love recalling uh, my upbringing.
3: So I was born in Chicago, Illinois, actually. My parents um, and I have four brothers. And um, with my dad's job, we would move every few years to a different state. And then ultimately, as I was entering high school, we moved to um, Indiana, where I'm now located again. I've been a few different places uh, outside of that with my husband. But we're back here now near family. It's just wonderful. I am 100% Greek. So I was raised Greek Orthodox. I'm a convert to the faith. Mm -hmm. Um, I always say... Um, I didn't give up my Orthodox upbringing. It, it's such it's there's such richness and such beauty. I added to and drawing closer to Jesus through the Catholic faith, and it's been an incredible journey. My husband is a cradle Catholic, and so after our second child was born, I really desired, I longed for unity of you know for our mm-hmm. family, and um, yeah. and and came into the church. It's been just such an incredible blessing. Oh,
0: that's wonderful! And When did you come into the church? You mentioned. Yeah, so that it was in um, nineteen ninety nine. Awesome. Um, yeah. So yeah, and so and so, Diane, in um, in your own journey of faith and prayer, then as you uh, grew in your relationship with God, coming into the church, where did you discover this importance of the integration of soul and body? Such a great question. It
3: really. It really was revealed to me through suffering, honestly, Um, my own self-destructive suffering that was occurring in my late teens and early 20s. And what started out really imperceptible and slow would manifest into a full-blown eating disorder and excessive exercise. It had actually nothing to do with the food or the exercise. It was all about control, which I find so ironic because I was clearly out of control. (laughs) But God in his loving mercy, I, you know, I always say he reordered what I had disordered and really, um, really revealed to me the gift of our body and that our bodies are not our own. And I was using food and excessive exercise as a weapon against myself. And it was really a time, as I mentioned, we moved every couple of years and most most of those moves would draw us really close as a family. But this particular move, as I was entering into high school, um, just felt different. We we were just as my family, everyone was just kind of in their own direction a little bit. I just felt lost. And I felt like, where do I belong? And s- just started spiraling out of control a little bit. And, and so, um, in that desire for control, turned something beautiful, our body and, you know, what the Lord gives mm-hmm. us nutritionally and, and, um, a healthy relationship with, uh, I had uh, completely really turned that into destructive, but yeah, he, uh, our good Lord, just gently um brought people into my life, including my you know now husband and so many dear friends, my family, of course, my parents, to really be the Simons and the Veronicas in in that time for me. Um, when I got to a point, finally, Miriam, that I was I just couldn't, I didn't want to be that way anymore. I just felt so empty, like a shell of a person, and just I really wanted to um be healed. and I, you know, in the in, in John, Jesus asks the pillar, like, do you want to be well? And I had gotten to the point like, yes, God, I want to be well. Um, but I felt like I had dug myself in such a deep hole and I didn't know where to begin. And um, but, you know, he he will always provide. We've never dug ourselves too far um, deep. And so it was at that time that I started to really um, understand the gift of our body and that it's sacred, and it, we are a temple of the Holy Spirit, and it's mm-hmm. a miracle. And so this desire, this longing, and really a vow that I made to God at that time that I want to honor you in in my body and soul. And so movement then, in reordering you know, a healthy relationship with, with exercise and movement, it really became a time of prayer for me. Now, mm-hmm. I wasn't Catholic at the time, so it wasn't the rosary, but it's the first time and then that has sustained that I felt that connection of body and soul. And that
0: mm-hmm.
3: a prayer really is, well, even in Proverbs, it says, you know, that God's word is health to one's whole body. And I felt that. I felt that in, in, that connection. And um, really, it, it was just placed in my heart to just continue that journey. Of course, not knowing that we would be, ca- that my dear friend Colleen and I would be called mm-hmm. to to um co-found this apostle of soul core, but God knew he's always preparing us for what he has prepared for us. And you know, so that suffering really he has made so beautiful and so um
0: I couldn't be more grateful. Mm-hmm. Oh, praise God for the healing that mm-hmm. you experienced. I'm sure also that kind of healing takes time. It's not something that just happens over overnight. And so knowing that. That takes just continued support from others, the love of others, perseverance, and prayer. You know, someone who comes to mind. I, had you ever read any of John Paul II um, at this time? Because I know he wrote a lot on like the theology of the body. Did that ever come onto your radar at that moment? Not at that moment, because I really was
3: not even familiar. But mm-hmm. but of course, since in the in in the you know the past several several years, yes, John Paul II, Saint John Paul II, is. You know, like everything that he says is
0: mm-hmm.
3: is, is mic drop, um, and the and the theology of the body, and we do feel that Soul Core has is very aligned with um, you know that whole message of the theology of the body, and it's it is well, Saint John Paul II says the body and only the body can make visible the invisible, the divine. Mm-hmm. And that is what I was experiencing all those years ago in my late teens. I didn't, I couldn't articulate that at that time, but that's exactly what was happening. He was, you know, giving me the lens to see that our bodies make visible mm-hmm. the divine and, and that we are called
0: to um, to witness to Christ in that way. Well, for those who are just tuning in, I'm speaking with Deanne Miller, who's the co-founder of soulcore a Catholic fitness apostolate focused on the integration of soul and body. So you said that originally you didn't have the idea for this, um, but you know God had a plan. So could you speak to sort of the the origins, the genesis of Soul Core and how that came together?
3: Yes, and again, that it it would it, it the seeds were planted after a lot of the suffering and tragedy in mm-hmm. Colleen, my co-founder and dear friend's life. She had lost her mom and then her dad and brother in just a, a two month period. And had had several years prior, her oldest brother had been killed and struck by lightning and killed instantly. So it was a trajectory of, um, you know, great joy in their family, so much joy over the years, but also a lot of suffering. And um, after losing her mom, her younger brother, who's now, um, he's a priest in New York, Father Vincent Mm -hmm. Duty, had -hmm. really encouraged Colleen to just cultivate a deeper relationship with the Blessed Mother, a friendship. She always had a reverence for Mary, you know, cradle Catholic, Catholic loves, mm-hmm. all things Mary, but didn't necessarily have a reverence and a friendship with her. And um, he really said just, you know, miss, in missing her earthly mom, she really wanted to, mm-hmm. she felt just that deep longing for a mother's love. And mm-hmm. um, and so she started praying the rosary more on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and started com- as a with young children, she started running and praying the rosary mm-hmm. and um, found it to be just that I, as I had so many years ago, prayer and movement found it to be so healing. As we know, grief takes a toll on your body as much as it does physically, emotionally and, mm-hmm. and spiritually. So she found that to be such a, a time, mm-hmm. profound healing in every way, the combination. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, we know the rosary is a prayer of healing. And so... Adding the movement in, um, you know, just elevated that that whole healing process. So she has a um kind of a bad low back, and someone suggested you really should has some core strengthening. And um, she's like, How am I gonna fit that in? You know, so she started just <laughs> searching, is there anything out there that combines the prayers of the rosary with core strength strengthening functional movement? And there wasn't. She couldn't find anything. And so we've been friends for a long time, and she just came to me through, you know, an inspiration, of the Holy Spirit, she kind of saw the whole thing that soul core is today and more in a vision. And, wow. uh, but, but she came and just said, could, could you, could we just do put this something together? And I have a background again, through my healing journey um, had really started to um, in my own life, be doing Pilates. And then mm-hmm. like you, Mary, I'm just a lifelong learner. I just wanted to learn more about why do I love this so much? I, that really was such a body-soul connection to me, an interior strengthening and a body-soul connection in, in the Pilates. So Colleen knew I had those certifications and just said, can we just, you know, put something together? So that's how it came about. We were in my basement with a group of friends, kind of, you know, our guinea pigs. And um, and then word started to spread and it became clear that this was not meant just for us. And, um, you know, really the Holy Spirit's led every step of the way since then. And continues to. When did it, when did it officially
0: kind of launch and start?
3: Well, the inspiration came in 2012 and then we formalized in 2014.
0: Awesome. Now I'm sure uh, it's, it's, you've sort of figured it out along the way, but right now, like what, what would someone expect uh, coming to a soul core workout session? Like what, what would it be like? Okay. So
3: first and foremost, it's prayer. So you you come expect to To pray, Uh, we're going to, that's our, our, the heart of our mission is um, prayer and and specifically the rosary, but also stations of the cross, other chaplets as well. But Mm -hmm. um, so all are welcome. It's an ecumenical apostolate, you know, it's, it's for all Christians, um, while mostly Catholics are, Mm -hmm. are participants, but um, so come expect to pray. But you as participants get to remain silent throughout the Mm -hmm. entire rosary, which is, such a gift it can feel awkward at first but the leader whoever is leading the class the soul core leader um, would announce pray out loud the first half of each prayer they are also silent with the participants the second half and that's really intentional so that you can cultivate that Mm -hmm. silence and that the prayers can penetrate more deeply praying them internally. And that's what Colleen had found in that time when she was running, she couldn't pray out loud. And it was just such right. a more profound experience, you know, in internalizing those prayers. So um, you get to, you, you will pray, you get to be mm-hmm. silent though in the prayer and, and let the prayers penetrate more deeply. Um, every movement is an invitation. So it, it really is secondary. Um, but we'll invite you into a position of surrender for the apostles, Creed and each of the glory bees and um, a position truly of offering ourselves fully to the Lord. Our palms, are upward arms are stretched mm-hmm. out, um, extending um, our, our everything, offering mm-hmm. to the Lord. And our palms open also as a as a symbol of being open to receiving the graces that God desires to mm-hmm. pour down. And then um, we come into a push-up position for the Our Fathers, which is um, can be challenging, but there's mm-hmm. a lot of variations that we can uh, offer. And we always encourage rest as much as you want. And then a variety of movements through the each of the Hail Marys. And it can be stretching, mobility, strength. Um, we do chair offerings, mm-hmm. pregnancy, children. You know, like that That can be varied and accommodate any abilities or any um, challenges that people mm-hmm. are facing. And again, resting is needed. We have built in times of rest, Miriam. So okay, okay. we're announcing we're resting when the okay. mystery and the virtue uh, we read just you know scripture and a, a little reflection. We always um, are resting anyway during that time, and oh, then yeah. we invite everybody back up through those push-ups in the Our Father, a series mm-hmm. of movements through the Hail Marys, and then that Glory Be um, in that surrender position. And then we just repeat that. So it's effort, surrender, mm-hmm. effort, surrender.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And what happens so often is, especially in in-person classes, and you know we have a couple of leaders. Uh, in the portland area michelle mm-hmm. and monica who are just yeah. beautiful souls so in the in person classes everyone is invited to share any prayer intentions prior to, prior to us beginning so now you're moving about and you're offering maybe some sacrifices or some challenges in in the physical movement as an offering of prayer for whether you knew the person prior to the class or not you know you're you're willing um to kind of offer your body, your soul, your mind, your heart, and, and lifting up each other's intentions. So it, it just, it creates a beautiful sense of
0: community there too. That's beautiful. And so uh, the session might, it might take a half hour, an hour roughly, because it's not, it's not rushed prayer. I imagine. Correct. There are these, yeah. So how long might it take? Or it depends. So,
3: yeah, it depends because um, again, it, based on the reflection shared or, or intentions Mm -hmm. at the very beginning when people are sharing, but typically the actual soul core rosary will be in the 40, 50 ish minute average. Um, And, you know, we, we like to say it's like a a holy hour. You're spending this time with Jesus, you know, like it's, you're meditating on his life. You're praying for the grace to go on the virtues that he teaches us through each of the mysteries. And so People, you say, oh, this—it's a great two for one—the workout and prayer. Mm-hmm. It's like a ten for one because you're getting so many <laughs> community and silence and strength mm-hmm. and prayer, and I mean all these, all these beautiful um, other elements that are included.
0: You know, so uh, you've had your own journey, then uh, you know Soul Core has. Uh, come into being as you survey the landscape today I'm thinking of of women today especially and all the challenges that kind of come their way why why do you think women today might uh might need something like soul core in their life Deanne
3: well what we've heard from so many women and men you know the primary um, demographic is women but they feel such a sense of peace and such a sense of um Renewed zeal, almost like every every Soul Core experience, they feel like they've been on like a little mini retreat.
0: Mm.
3: And mm. self care is really important not not selfish care, but self care mm. is very important. And Soul Core provides an opportunity for true self care, spiritually, physically, emotionally. Mm. So that you know, as women, so, we're wearing so many hats so often, taking care of so many others. Yeah. This is an opportunity to to be filled up with the word of Christ with, you know, Mm -hmm. the feeling of his presence in our, in our lady. And so that we can go out back out and just, and give and pour out to others, but we have to keep filling ourselves. And that's, that's the testimony we hear all the time from Mm -hmm. people. And, you know, the combination of prayer and movement also fosters less distraction to other things. You might be, you may your mind might go to oh I've got the grocery list and I've got I've yeah. got to pick up so and so at three and but yeah. you come right back to the prayer and the movement because you're you know they're, they're, that's enough to kind of focus on mm-hmm. so it really is not an escape but an entering in more deeply into and intentionally into um, growth and virtue cultivating that inner interior peace healing. Mm-hmm. That's that. That's what we personally have experienced, and that's what we hear over and over and over again. And we need that. And we're called, you know, you, if we, in the catechism even, it says God seeks worshipers in body and soul. And, and
0: so that's what SoulCore provides. And again, this is provided uh, locally in the Portland area, and you said you're all over the country. How many states? Mm. We're in about, I want to say, a 45 ish, maybe That's we've got awesome. a handful that, you know, still hold out. If anyone is feeling inspired, well, we're going to do our best to share the word and maybe bring those inspirations along um, in other parts of the country too. And speaking of sharing the word, Dan, where can our listeners learn more? Our website, we
3: just launched a brand new website, soulcore.com. S O U L C O R E.com. That's a perfect place to find a local class to um, check out the opportunities and experiences on the online studio um, to discern becoming a certified soul core leader and just stay up to date on events
0: and things happening. Well, Dan, we'll make sure to uh, link to your website so people can learn more. Dan, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for your witness and thank you for your yes to this beautiful apostolate. God bless you. Thank you, Miriam. Both scripture and tradition have plenty to say on the topic of the unity and the integration of body and soul. And it begins in the incarnation itself, this astounding moment in our salvation history when God Himself takes on human nature, being like us in all ways but sin. So in the mornings, when I yawn and stretch my arms and get ready for the day, my feet hit the floor and I half stumble across the room as I'm shaking off the sleepiness. I sometimes recall that our Lord did this too at home in Nazareth and in His years of ministry, He woke up and stretched. He knows that feeling of our feet hitting the floor, maybe our stomachs grumbling for breakfast. We know He walked many miles. He slept. He wept. We definitely know that He cooked and ate fish. It is God who does all these things and more, and which reveals to us the wonderful unity between soul and body, the divine and the human. In St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians, we read, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you have been purchased at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body." Indeed, there is no way apart from through our bodies that we worship God. We don't pray, participate in the sacraments, grow in fellowship within the church, incidentally the body of Christ. We can't do any of that without the use of our bodies. So it's good to reflect on this unity of body and soul. And when it comes to evangelization, there's again, no way to share the faith apart from our bodily experience. We speak the truth with our voices, we write with our hands, we sit with others who may be struggling, we share meals together, we walk alongside each other, both spiritually and physically. So maybe when you go for your next jog or stroll through the neighborhood, consider the words of St. Ignatius of Loyola who said, Remember that bodily exercise, when it is well-ordered, is also prayer by means of which you can please God our Lord. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, my name is Miriam Marston, and I hope you'll join me next time as we continue to explore what it means to be a missionary disciple in our world today. Until then, stay well and stay close to Christ. God bless you all.
1: You've been listening to Blazing the Trail. A weekly show dedicated to the church's mission of evangelization. For more information on Miriam Marston and her work, plus an archive of our past shows, visit us online at matradayradio.com or download the Hail Mary Media app. Blazing the Trail is produced at the studios of Matreday Radio in Portland, Oregon.